Sounds like they're having a, a good time in there. I don't think they insulated that. Uh, yeah, what, what I'm thinking is I want to sound like we're having a better time in here, okay? So, so be, be with me here, guys. Ready? Uh, on three, we're just going to sound, even if we're not having a good time, it's going to sound like we're having a good time. Ready? <laughs> screams, clapping, laughing, whatever you want. All right, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. We're having a good time. We have Chick-fil-A. Little, <laughs> little, yeah. Good job. That was perfect. They, they think, they think we're awesome. Just, they, they do now. <laughs> um. So, uh, first, first thing I have in my notes is not pretend you're awesome. First thing I have in my notes is don't be nervous. So it's been a minute. Haven't uh, got up and and spoken in a while. Last time I did. I didn't know I was going to be speaking. It was at a work function, and I didn't have shoes on. I was barefoot. I had, like, my jeans rolled up. I, I definitely was not ready to give a speech. Um, so just be patient with me, uh, not just now, but all the time. Uh, next thing I don't have in my notes, but um, I don't have any slides, uh, just a black screen. But um, I, I really does anyone here take notes, like, when they go to church and stuff? I really recommend it, and that's because if I don't take notes, I can't pay attention. So I don't know if you guys are like that or not. Um, I just, I'm a big note taker, believer, um, and I just, I think it helps the engagement. I think it helps the retention. I think it helps just really be able to focus. So uh, I recommend it. There's not going to be a test afterwards or anything like that, but um, so today we're going to be talking about posture, and it's something that I've been thinking about kind of a lot recently. Um, in fact, I, I just got done reading this book, and it's, it's not all about posture, but it's pretty much mostly about posture. Um, it's called Fitness, Fitness Without Stress, um, and the answer is basically have good posture. So you don't have to read it now. I read it. Um, and... I remember when I was in high school, I was probably like just 16 or 17, and I went to physical therapy. I had really bad posture. I probably still do, but I was sitting on the exam table, just sitting there, probably like this, you know, like some of you are right now. And the physical therapist kept being like, sit up straight, what are you, stop slouching, like multiple times. I'd never met this person, multiple times, just ridiculed me for my posture. Um, and then once we got into it, they had me do like different exercises. I, I don't know if anyone's ever had to do chin tucks or turtles, reverse chickens. There's a lot of names for them, but just go like this. That's a chin tuck. It's for posture, right? They're trying to get me to have better posture. Um, the best part of this all is I was in therapy for my shoulder. So my posture was so bad that they were like, yeah, your shoulder, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we'll work on that. But, but you really need help with your posture. I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was entertaining. Um, it's, it's all connected. But, um, but yeah, like I said, just read this book. And as important as our physical posture is, and like I said, according to this book, very important. Um, today, 
I want to see what this book says about posture. This is a Bible. It's a very big Bible that uh, my grandpa gave me for um, getting married. And if anybody wants this Bible, I would love to give you this Bible. So um, he, it's not like sentimental or anything. He got it at like a yard sale. So if anybody wants this, I'd like to give it to you. It sits in my car. It deserves better than that, right? I have to wonder what my guests think when they get in the car and they just see this massive, like, Bible-thumping Bible right in between the seats. <laughs> Everybody's so well-behaved in my car. <laughs> but I want to see what the Bible says about posture and specifically look at posture of, that people took while praying. Um, I have in my notes, and if we have time, uh, what posture we need to hold with each other. We're not going to have time, so don't worry about that. Uh, before, we, before we go to God's word, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for, for your word and just for the forge and for letting us come back as a group and just be together. I pray that um, throughout our time here that we can grow towards you, we can learn about you, learn about your word, that you would speak to us through your Holy Spirit, that we would use the Holy Spirit, the power in us, your power in us. Um, Let us worship you and um, just really grow towards you. Speak to us. Thank you. Amen. Sorry, I got a little distracted with the TV there for a second. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So, um, that is loud. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to... to <laughs> uh, now it is. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Eve. Yeah. They're, just trying, they're just trying to have a, a better time than us. Uh, so, yeah. So, before we get into this uh, message on posture, um, I want you to know that you can pray anywhere, in whatever posture, whatever physical posture you want. Um, I just want to be clear about that. But I am excited to see how people in the Bible use their physical posture uh, to reflect their non-physical attitudes and emotions. Uh, So we're going to start at the beginning. Genesis 17.1 is about Abraham and a posture that he took. So if if you want to get there, you can, Genesis 17, 1. Uh, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down. Genesis 17, 3. Abraham fell face down. There might be more to it, but that's where I'm stopping. I'm just curious, what might a posture like this mean? What might it represent? What might the attitude and the emotion behind it be? Being face down on the ground. Yeah. Submission. Submission. Good. Yep. Being vulnerable. I like that. You don't have to raise your hand. You can just say it. Did someone say something? Sorry, I missed it. Surrender. Surrender. Good. Respect. Respect. 
Mm. Unholiness. Yeah, recognition of unholiness. Yeah, I love it. Has anyone ever here said anything? We got like, we got like the model students, right? And the, the, anyway, yeah, so I said a lot of the same things as you guys. I said uh, humble humility. Uh, it could show being afraid. It could show being defeated, being weak. It could represent a lot of things. I liked all those things that you said. Um, and there's a few things that stuck out to me or I want to point out about Abraham. So he fell face down, straight to the ground. And uh, God started talking to him. His knee-jerk reaction was to fall to the ground face down. Does anyone know why that might stick out to me a little bit in this passage? He's 99 years old in this passage. He's not, does anyone have anyone in their family living 99 or older? How old's grandpa? Like, eighty-eight? Yeah. yeah. He's not. I don't. I, I don't think he's getting down face down to the ground. And now I will say, Abraham lived to be one hundred seventy-five. So I don't know if age worked exactly the same. But even still, he's almost a hundred, and he's not too prideful to humble himself to the ground. Here's another example. Uh, with the same posture from Jesus himself. Matthew 26, 38. It's Jesus in the garden about to go to the cross. Matthew 26, 38. Then he said to them, he being Jesus, then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. To recap, Jesus says, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. He goes face down to the earth that he created. He's asking for, for another option. He doesn't want to drink the cup that's been given to him. He doesn't want to go to the cross. He knows that's what's about to happen. He knows that he's about to be murdered. And he doesn't want to do that, obviously. Fully man, fully God, sorrowful to death. I don't want to miss the opportunity here to say how relatable of a God we serve. People love to, right, you're having a hard day, you're having a bad time. People love to come up next to you and be like, ah, I can't even imagine, right? Like, I can't even imagine. God doesn't have to say, I can't even imagine. Because not only can he imagine, not only does he understand, he went through it. He carried his own burden. He's there praying to God the Father, remove this from me. He's sweating blood, sorrowful to death. 
He's carrying his own burden just moments before carrying yours. Sorrowful to death. He went to the cross and took your sin. God doesn't just understand, he lived it. So in verse 39 it says, Jesus fell on his face and prayed. Even Jesus enters this prostrate posture, a posture of humility, submission, fear. And what does he pray in this? My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He says, if it's possible, I don't want to do this. But that's not the end of it. He doesn't stop at his own personal preference, at his own opinion. Even Jesus Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. We see that his prayer is perfectly matched with his posture here. On the ground, face to the earth, this humble posture, Jesus in this humble posture talking to the Father. It's a hard picture to think about. Not my will, but yours. So we see that we need to pray with a posture and attitude of humility and reverence, accepting and acknowledging the relationship, right? That's what Jack was saying. A recognition of this holiness versus our unholiness. And there's this song, uh, it's called Undivided Heart. I played it um, at the very beginning, one of the first songs I played. And it keeps repeating this line. It says, You're God, and I am not. And I think, when it's boiled down, I think that's what that posture is saying. Now, obviously for Jesus, He is God talking to the Father. But that's the posture that we need to have in our prayers. You're God, and I am not. You're God, and I am not. And why is that such an important reminder? Because it's easy for us to want to be God in our own lives. It's easy for us to want to be the Lord of our own lives, right? It's not an easy prayer to pray. I want this stuff. I want this thing. I don't want this. I want this taken from me. That's, that's an easy prayer what you want, what you don't want. What's hard is the understanding of, but you know what? If this is what you want, if this is your will, then I'm face down to the earth. Because I know what you want, what you have for me, is so much better than what I could ever imagine for me. And that stinks. Like, that's hard. I'm not going to... Stand here and pretend like that's a really easy prayer. I've had a lot of times where I'm praying for something I really, really want. And I think, and I'm like, well, what if, what if God's will something different? And I think about it, and sometimes I pray, your will, not mine. And sometimes I don't. Because I think I know what's best in my life. I like to be Lord of my life. But that's not the posture we need to have. How often do we do it, though? Standing tall, standing with pride, trying to be the Lord of our own life. Because even once in a while, it's too often. 
fall on your face, face to the earth, and acknowledge God's will in your life, that he's God and you're not. Now I want to look at a different posture uh, that we see in the Bible. It's, uh, we're going to be mostly in Psalms here, <clears throat> so probably talking about David. Uh, Psalm 28.2 is where we're going to start off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Psalm 28.2, it says, Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. What posture do we see here? Anyone catch it? Was that where you're at? Is that an example? Yeah, yeah. Hands in the air, reaching out. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Why lift up hands? What could this posture mean? We had a lot of good examples for face to the floor. What could hands up mean? Yeah. Yeah, so exact, that exactly pertains. Being in absolute awe. Being in awe. Repentance. What is it? Repentance. Repentance. Desperation. Desperation, I like that. Yeah, some of mine very similar to yours again. A surrender. I need help. I want to receive something from you, or I want to give something as well. Very similar actions. If you're reaching out to give versus if you're reaching out to receive. And in uh, Psalm 28 too, what's he doing except reaching out to receive? And what's he trying to receive? It says, hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. He's reaching out for mercy. When I cry to you for help, he's reaching out for help. When I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. What is David specifically saying with his posture? That he's reaching out for something. That he wants mercy. He wants help. Just like a child would reach up to their dad. Help. Hold me. But, like I said, it, it, it can mean a few things. A lot of postures can. In Psalm 63, David uses it in a different way. It says, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. Same, same posture, lifting up hands. In this verse, though, we see that David's praising the Lord with the arms stretched high, very similar to how a lot of people praise today. In the last verse, David was receiving Receiving mercy, receiving help. In this verse, he's raising a hand to bless. He's not the only one, though, um, that does this. Um, not only do we raise our hands to bless God, um, but just like Jesus 
took the posture of going face down, Jesus also takes the posture of reaching out. In Luke 24, 50, the, the very last thing in Luke, um, it says, when he, again, Jesus, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. The last thing recorded in Luke that Jesus does is reaches out his hands to bless. I think that's awesome. Functionally, though, where does this leave us? Do you have to fall on your face and praise and pray? Do you have to raise your hands and praise and bless and receive blessings? I don't think those are mandatory parts of the Christian life. Do I wish we all would? Do I wish you would? Yeah, I do. Um, and I think that's because we see it in the Bible. We see these kind of heroes of the faith taking these literal postures. We see Jesus himself taking these literal postures. And I think it could be a great benefit to us all if, if we did that. Um, another reason is that there's something powerful about the way we position ourselves, about the way we carry ourselves. And um, if you don't believe me, next time you talk to someone, try looking at them like this the whole time. Uh, I don't have what this looks like, but I imagine something like this. Sorry, Jack. I just looked at you. Imagine, imagine having a posture like that while talking to somebody. How do you think they're going to receive that? Do you think that they're going to be like, wow, they were really paying attention. They really wanted to talk to me. They really wanted to be engaged with, with this conversation. Or are they going to think, wow, I don't know what's wrong with them. They look miserable. I don't think they want to be here. It's probably going to be the latter. But I think the real takeaway here is to have an attitude... Um, of when you pray to be metaphorically face to the floor to have an understanding of the power you're talking to to have this submission this surrender, this defeat this understanding of who God is and who's not and when you need help to reach out to reach out to God Give him your plea for mercy. Cry out for help. And when you praise, to reach out to the Lord to bless him. Reach out with your words, with your spirit, with your singing. Praise him and bless him. Reach out. And when your friend needs a blessing, when they need a good word, bless them. Allow your words to reach out and bless them. I think it's, I think it's such a lost art. I've probably said it before, but, um, and, and I do this, but I, I'm not a big fan of, hey, I'm going to be praying for you. Um, I feel like I heard it in a song once. That was like, shout out to everybody that told us 
that they were praying for us and then actually did. Because I, at least me, I'm not good enough to say that and then follow up with that. Oh yeah, I'll be praying for you. Oh, I'm going to pray for you. How much more effort would it take to just pray than to say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. All right, see you. I'll be praying for you. Don't miss the opportunity. Pray for them. While they're there, reach out and pray for them. What a good uh, transition to prayer. So uh, let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much just for, for everything that you give us, for your perfect word, for your example, for sending your son to be an example, to show us how to live, to show us the attitudes that we should and shouldn't have. And I pray that, that we can reflect on this and that we can understand you're God. I'm not. We have, we have our own opinions, our own suggestions, but all in all, let us, let us just be chasing so much towards your will that everything else seems futile. That when we try to be Lord over our own lives, that you would point us the other way because you know what's best. You're God, and we are not. I also pray that in times of need, when we're in sorrow, that we would reach out to you. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, that um, when, when we're grateful, when we're praising, that we would reach out to you in that as well. Let us pray for each other. Let us bless each other. Let us reach out hands towards each other and offer prayer and blessings. Thank you. Thanks for the Forge. Thanks for the church. Thanks for Financial Peace University. I pray that they're doing great things over there. Amen. That's, that's tough. You might not understand how tough that is. But. Um, I do have a few questions for you then.